Okay. <laughs> Welcome to Awkwardly Talking About Things with Start and Robert. Which one are you? <laughs> I'm Robert. Okay. Who are you? Start. Hello. It's another name that I've been mistaken for. I haven't been mistaken for I don't really think Robert. start is a name. Like, out of all the ones that I've been mistaken for, start is a noun. Wait, is it a noun? Um, start. Start. Oh, I do not want to get into to, that. To be st- starting? Yeah. To, I think it could be a verb. It could be a verb, like to start something. Yeah. It's a doing word. I am a start. That's a verb. That's a noun. That's a noun. <laughs> I don't think it's a noun. Mm. I think it's a verb. Anyway, I am a start. you're a linguist. <laughs> well... <laughs> Okay, so we had to do an emergency topic change this week because you posted a really great article. Yeah, I had a little bit of a Facebook rant, which is something that I don't do very often. But no, to be honest, you had to like even run it by me before you even posted it because... Uh, you were... Look, I have to tell you that I ran it by about five people but, uh, <laughs> because I wasn't sure whether or not I should post wow, it. Wow, so you got like a second opinion and then a third opinion and then a fourth opinion yeah. and then a fifth And then opinion. I didn't hear back from Chelsea and I was like, well, I can't just not have Chelsea's opinion. So I got Scout in as a substitute for Chelsea. Chelsea's well, my housemate. Thanks. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, now that I know that I was actually like the sixth person. No, to... you were higher up. I got people after you. Uh. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think people after me because you didn't like my opinion. No, I appreciated it. My I just opinion wanted was to post it. <laughs> yeah, I appreciated that. Thank okay, you. let's just move on. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so I was thinking, I have been thinking a lot because, because shall I give you the background on yeah. how my thoughts came about? Yeah, please. Okay, there's actually kind of a story. Um, so we went to this Brisbane Free University um, lecture which is this kind of the idea that, um, you know, universities don't necessarily, um, they should be for the people and they're about, um, educating everybody and there should be like general access to it. Cool. Um, And so there's this Brisbane Free University, which has been going for ages and I've never been to it before. So I went to the first one. Wait, it's like an actual institution? Yeah. Well, it's not like an institution institution, but but it's like a group of people who kind of organize it and there's lectures and stuff. Cool. Yeah. should do a topic on this in the future. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) we should. Um, so I went to the opening lecture, which was to introduce this radical reading group, Mm. um, that's starting and it was about education. Um, and they got kind of a social activist lecturer to talk and she started out by talking about Donald Trump's lies, which I thought was really interesting because... That's assuming a position straight away. Oh yeah. It was very left. (laughs) It was so radical. Um, Probably not the job of an academic. Yeah, well, look, it was kind of the whole vibe. <laughs> okay, sure, <laughs> sure. But she was talking very strongly about lies and and going back to facts, and I thought it was ironic and a little bit um, problematic because it neglected a whole foundation of theory, which said that truth is kind of subjective yeah. and. Um, there's a lot of people's different experiences and all of those experiences are different ways of understanding truth. Yeah. Um, and they kind of underlie a lot of um, kind of feminist and queer and just generally activist left kind of thought. Yeah. Um, so you're kind of saying by like, because obviously her stance is like she's against Donald Trump. Yeah. If she just comes out and starts blurting out all the lies. Um, and then you're kind of saying 
by her to say we should go back to the facts. She's kind of dismissing her whole field. Like, which is activism. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is like, we should be more inclusive towards people and understand different ways of understanding the world yeah. um, instead of just going to one universalist fact that kind of is reflective of an overarching state understanding of facts. Yeah, okay, cool. So this, this is a thing called post-truth, right? Right, okay, so it's linked to post-truth. Um, okay. So the, the kind of the background that I'm talking about isn't, doesn't have that name. Yeah, okay. But the, the thing that's been recently mo- most often talked about is post-truth. Yeah. Um, yeah. So post-truth, as an introduction. Yeah. Please um, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> it <Enjoying> was <laughs> the Oxford English Dictionary's word of the year because it increased in usage about 2,000% last year. Whoa. Yeah. That's massive. <laughs> I know. And I think it's all kind of strongly linked to its use in the media um, to reflect particularly um, Brexit and Donald Trump um, in the election campaigns. Right, okay, I'll ask you more about that in a sec. Okay, please. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, generally its um, definition, um, according to Oxford English Dictionary, is relating to or denoting circumstances in which objective facts are less influential in shaping public opinion than appeals to emotion and personal belief. Okay, can I, like, talk about that definition for a second? Yes, you can. Because, like... I just want to try and break it down so I can, like, understand it more. Okay. Um, relating to or denoting circumstances in which objective facts, which is what I guess we could call, like, objective facts, does that mean, like, just real facts? Yeah. Like, like known facts? Yeah, like, like, universalist, scientifically verifiable facts. Like, for example, like, laws of gravity. Yeah. And like those yeah. kind of like hard like, facts. Generally, what people would would turn to science and be like scientific facts or like mathematical facts. Numbers and things are very hard. Okay, um, and instead of instead of um, those being as influential, we are more trying to focus on the ways that certain people's own experiences and emotions um, affect the way that they interpret that hard fact. Yeah, or, like, just totally ignoring the fact that there might be a hard fact and choosing to rely more on your emotions in believing something. So, for example, like, the most obvious example is probably um, climate change. Ah, okay. So, obviously, scientists have pretty much unanimously, except for a couple of, like, random outliers, Mm. individuals, (laughs) um, agreed that climate change is a fact... It's like it's a real thing that's happening. Yeah, but they're, people they're choose... They're observing it. And yeah. They're, they're saying, yes, this is actually happening. Right. You can see, like, the graphs and everything that people yeah. have, and there's, like, yeah. this is the hottest year in the world ever. Yeah. Um, but people choose not to believe in it because they emotionally don't want to engage with it. Or so, um, they want to go back to their own personal belief is that it doesn't exist. Uh, is that one person just... How have they come to that personal belief? Well, I think it's... Like, if they, how, how can you ignore the real fact? Well, I think a lot of it is kind of to do with coverage, media coverage, and um, maybe not wanting to act on or denial of facts. Um, so one of the problems, like a big problem, is that um, with these kind of issues, um, the media kind of turns them into 
um, equal weighted arguments. And so there might be like one or two scientists who don't agree with something, yeah. um, like with the climate change, but they get equal coverage in the media as all of the other climate. So like 99% of all scientists agree on this thing. Yeah. They're, those 99% are giving the same coverage as those 2% that don't. Yeah, yeah. I mean that 1% that doesn't. Yeah. Not too. <laughs> wow, my math skills. Scientific facts. <laughs> I don't believe that 99 and 1 is 100. <laughs> it's emotionally wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Um, so that's one of the big issues. and and So media. Um, media yeah. affects um, people's emotional and personal beliefs. Strongly. Yes. Okay, and also I guess experience. Like, for example, maybe someone lives in a place where they don't feel like it was the hottest year in the world. Yeah, for sure. Not being able to see a bigger scale. Yeah. Um, I think that's one of the issues with climate change as well, is that people will um, mm. will see people places getting colder and, and weather getting more wild and be like, well, obviously the climate's not warming because this is uh, getting colder in this area. But and then they're not looking at it. Yeah, it's yeah. a bigger system. Okay. So people's, like, kind of different perspectives and different ways of seeing the world leads to different interpretations. Yeah, I can totally agree with that. Yeah. So that was, like, a big... That this movement was a big part of academia. Okay, so it's kind of different. Um, so, hmm. Okay, <laughs> it's kind of tricky. explain this simply. <laughs> In layman terms, please. Okay, so if we go back to... Um, if we're still sticking with science... Yeah. If we go back to Bruno Latour. Okay. Um, so he is a sociologist, arguably. Um, <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Snap. No, there's like various titles that he would give himself, but like you could probably say he's a sociologist. Okay. Um, and he went about the business of proving that um, science is constructed... Um, through social and scientific methods. Well, there is so, social sciences, isn't there? Yeah, no, but this is kind of like... He was kind of doing observation work within a laboratory, kind of. Okay. So he's looking at how different interactions between scientists on a social level could lead to kind of accidental discoveries. Oh, And, yes. you know, if you go back to kind of feminist thought, why are these particular people... Um, so, obviously, back in the day predominantly men mm-hmm. were doing this scientific work yeah. um, and they were getting grants from particular men who were ruling yeah. and so why are we investigating this particular scientific aspect instead of something else yep. um, and that kind of channels towards this particular way of understanding science and investigating yeah. science I and never so thought that, of that yeah so it's kind of interesting because you can think of science is objective but you can also kind of break it down and understand how it's kind of social how as well it's come to be that way as well yeah because of because patriarchy in the world well yeah basically and like obviously it's not all about men like it's also yeah lots of different factors that go into it and obviously it was also a lot of white people yep. dominating the industry um yeah um but then we also have like Okay, so another way of looking at it is kind of from a biological and medical point of view. So there's this woman called Anne-Marie Moll. Yeah. And she's, sorry, I'm just like monologuing. Yeah, no, it's great. I'm really <laughs> enjoying it. It's a good episode for me. <laughs> um, so she's super interesting because she did kind of the same, similar observation work um, as Bruno did. Yeah. Um, but within 
uh, a specific medical condition. I can't remember quite what it was, but she kind of followed um, different patients and um, observed for quite a period of time. And so it was interesting, she observed that there's different ways of diagnosing these particular things depending on what kind of specialization you're in. Uh. And so whether or not you have a condition is dependent on what um. kind of specialist you see. Mm-hmm. And so what there's kind of... So that's subjective. Yeah, it's subjective. <laughs> and so science becomes subjective. Right. <laughs> so like you can both have and not have a condition at the same time, depending. Oh, that is deeply philosophical. Yeah, it's really interesting. Yes. Um, so there's kind of all of this idea that science is super verifiable and super factual, but actually it's really break- able to be broken down into both that scientific method, scientific paradigms, and social. That is very eye-opening. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me want to just sit with like my jaw open for a while. Yeah, well, it's kind of one of the underlying premises that I work with within my research. Right, okay. So I'm really interested in it. Um, so something that I want to ask is um, in relation to bringing it into politics. Mm-hmm. And I guess we could, like, central around President Trump because that's what's in vogue at the moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what is that something that you thought of when you were posting this or when you were thinking about this? Yeah. So I was thinking, what I've been thinking is that, so I was talking about that woman reacting to that whole field of thought by by being like, well, this is a lie and we have to go back to facts. Yeah, that woman at the university talk. Yeah, and yeah. so she was kind of prompting this based on my whole understanding of the fact that there is no verifiable facts. Um, so, like, ever, there's no verifiable facts. I mean... Like, there is, like but you can always still break it down and understand where it came from and, like, why there isn't a particular other thing that would... Yeah, it's kind of tricky. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I want to go there. Like, I really want to. But, like, there's just, like... It's, it's so hard to think that you can't even break down, like, the fact that one plus one is two. Yeah. Right. So, like... That's an undefined... That's an un, that's undeniable. A, yeah. Yeah, and I still kind of, like, get a little bit stuck on how you deal with that. Yeah. Because it's quite tricky and you really have to think it through. You um, do. But, like... You draw diagrams? <laughs> sometimes I do. <laughs> um, so, there's... Uh, like, I could go into a whole other field of thought, but maybe I won't. Save um, that for another time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, but bringing it back to politics, so... Um, I'm interested in the way that people are reacting by saying this is a lie and then dismissing their whole body of work, which is to say that there is not necessarily lies. I have something to say about that. Yeah. So, in relation to President Trump and all the people that are protesting him, which is mostly, we could say, mostly the elite side of society, a lot of famous people, a lot of educated people, a lot of... um, yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, it's not to say that, like, I mean, like, I'm going into, like, probably offensive areas. But anyway, <laughs> uh, I'm just going to roll with it for this experiment. That's okay. We're also not very good at um, politics, like, in no, terms. No, 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 no. <laughs> Don't tell anyone that I studied, like, international relations for my Oh, undergrad. shit. You did. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm terrible at politics. That means everything. <laughs> I don't. That's the problem. It's been a long time. Um, what... What was I saying? Oh, yeah. Um, 
these very people, society's elite and society's educated, mm. um, are basically saying we should go back to undeniable facts when really they're, these are the kind of people that came up with this post yeah, thing. Yeah, right, totally. So um, their own, they're going against their own ancestors. I don't want to say ancestors, it's not like ages <laughs> and years ago. But like, you know, they're academic brothers and sisters. Yeah. Um, yes, basically. It's like, it's reactionary and it's not... It's like, it's the only thing that people have thought to do so far is just to deny things and be like, well, we have to go back to positivist facts. Um, but really, positivist facts will probably... I mean, society wouldn't advance at all, would it? Or like it would yeah, advance totally. very small and narrowly. Yeah, and I think that's one of the problems with the newer way of thinking is that by... Or, like, one of the arguments against it is that by giving everybody a voice and by having everything equal, you're not advancing society. You're just kind of, like, broadening options. Um, So that potentially makes us more static. Um, It's tricky. If I think of that, like, in a visual way, Mm. I don't see that. Okay. I see, like, um, if you give everyone equal opportunities, like, I just see, like, a... branches and heaps of branches growing and like more branches growing and like right which is probably what we both think but yeah I suppose you're right in by giving people equal opportunity then you're letting people who were potentially previously minorities who would have been excluded from things Mm. have opportunities that they wouldn't have had which imagine I can think of an example like imagine if we were still in the time when black people were segregated Mm. from white people and imagine if that truth, that undeniable truth that, you know, you know, what, what did they used to think? Like, no, black people are dirty and, like, you can't, like, mix, they can't mix with whites and things like that. Like, yeah. imagine if that was the undeniable truth that just carried on because we didn't allow yeah, because we didn't personal emotional how. experience to um, change their truth. Yeah. Like, imagine that. Exactly. Or, like, even if it was less than that, like, go back to, like, the days when they used to, like, burn people they thought were witches and like like that's crazy yeah and now we're going back to that we're going back to having one you must tell the truth all the time all the time and there is a truth and there is that one is one single truth. truth um but like my friend um is right she was talking to me about it and yeah. she was um pointing to alternative facts which is kind of a thing that's come up recently um specifically in relation to the inauguration of Trump. Oh, um, alternative facts. Yeah, so there was this problem, which was um, that the Trump administration claimed that this had been the biggest in- inauguration ever, and yeah, it literally I... wasn't factually. They they counted the numbers, and it wasn't. Yeah. And then this woman... And there was, like, heaps of, like, controversy, like, no, they counted them at the different time of the day, and, like... Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. And then this lady was defending that and, like, claimed that it was alternative facts that they were presenting about the numbers... Um, and she copped a lot of flack for it. So that's something that I'm kind of trying to figure out because that's kind of going back to, like, whether or not there is verifiable number facts. That's, like, the 1 plus 1 equals 2. Like, how can yeah. you deny that? <laughs> yeah. Right? How can you deny an aerial... I mean, assuming that the aerial image was taken at the same time. Yeah. Which, you know, that can be disputed. Yeah, sure. And that's 
But also, like, what if it was just this one area and they were in a different area? Or what yeah. if there's, like, his supporters were unable to travel because they're poor? Yeah, they're, they don't make as much money as, yeah. as Democrat supporters. Oh, And obviously I don't want to come across as defending Trump, but I'm interested in the way that we interpret things and decide yes. that they're facts. There are so many alternative facts that come up with that specific situation. Yeah. And that's just one tiny situation. Yeah. And, um, yeah... That's interesting. Um, and I'm interested in aerials especially, but that's kind of a different area. So, um, how do you, like, how do you go forward from here? Like, how do we, do we have to, I mean, like, I'll be honest, like, I know that you and I are both not supporters of Trump. Yeah. I know that for a fact. Definitely. (laughs) But, um... How do we make ourselves and also um, other people with similar views as us think more like this and realise that you can't just, I mean, you can't just um, have one undeniable fact when we've just proven that there are like a thousand ways to view it and understand it and comprehend it. Yeah, it's tricky because also should we? Yeah, should we is another do question. that because is that like the thing is that Trump, in this way of understanding what he's doing, is using our own systems oh, against it's us. It's almost insanely clever. Yeah, and I'm sure that he's not aware of it. I'm reasonably sure. I'm well, sure there's people within his party team, whatever team, you call it. Yes, yeah, that who are would using be it. somewhat aware. Um. So, this... Let's go back to the media for a second. Okay. You know how he's got this whole thing against the media at the moment and they're fake news? Um, mm. He's... All... I've, I've got a couple of friends who are Republicans and, like, staunch Republicans and, and um, wild Trump supporters. And um, they... They honestly believe him when he says that, that, you know, people are reporting fake news and now... They're all like, oh, fake news, this is fake news, this is fake news, and they're just deciding what's fake news just because oh, they don't want to hear it. because it's not agreeing with them. It's not agreeing with their personal things. So that's perpetuating the post-truth because you can dismiss things yeah. emotionally. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. And that's what I... When I first started hearing Donald Trump saying things were fake news and, like, his team saying things were fake news, mm-hmm. I was like, this is going to get out of hand because he's in such a position of power that he can just be like, this is fake, and those fucking loyal fans of his mm. <laughs> will just be like oh it's fake absolutely it's, it's fake. absolutely fake because he said it is and he's the president and i support him but like how does that how do you bring that because if you're dismissing all genuinely legitimate forms of media like yeah. good good media, i know right just trustworthy because you don't media. want to hear it yeah who can you listen to and like what's stopping us from being like oh he's reporting fake things as president like you know i think even today or something, there was reports of him, like, cutting some trade deal because he thinks it's better for America or something like that. Mm. What's stopping us from being like, no, that's a fake report, it's not better for America? Well, there's even, there's a, yeah, there's fake reports already <laughs> that are coming out. There was something about him removing Martin Luther King's bust and then his people came out and were like, that's untrue. So, so you... that's, like, reversing fake news. <laughs> <a bit. laughs> 
Is it just going to escalate wildly? It's going to go crazy. Like, how will we ever know what's being reported is real? Right. And so we're going to have no choice but to trust our emotions then, if we can't trust facts. Yeah, because we won't be able to trust facts. Yeah, like, even if we believe that facts exist, then we don't know which ones are real. So for me personally, like, there's only a couple of news sources that I trust, and one is generally, this is in Australia, ABC and SBS. Yeah. Another is Al Jazeera, which is Worldwide News, and quite often BBC News. Yeah. But, um, like, what's to stop them from starting to post fake news? If it starts to take over, that everyone starts posting this fake news because it's popular and um, they have to get people to read stories like well but i believe that there's like integrity in journalism but i in those particular sites which well the ones that i trust i believe they're there they yeah, have integrity but, but i think that but people trust like but what if they're getting the wrong facts like if <laughs> yeah like what if they're being like, what if they're given the wrong yeah, information exactly, and, they and they report, report on, on that and then or what if they oh this is a good one okay what if so we've got a reputable news source that we, you and I trust and then one that we wildly don't trust. Yeah. And they're sitting next to each other, two reporters, and they're viewing something, an event that's happening, and they're interpreting it in their own two ways. And then they go away and they write a report mm. to their two target audiences. And they're opposite things. Well, that's what happens already. Exactly, because that's how people... That's like a, such an example of post-truth, right? Yeah. Because they're interpreting it you their own way. You just have your own truth. Yeah, Wow. Because, yeah. Yeah. And which is, you know, it's kind of interesting to think about what other people are seeing. Because obviously, within our social media um, and, and the kind of media that we consume, we're looking at quite centre-to-left mm. um, news articles and news and interpretations and ideologies. And that's what we surround ourselves with. And yeah. there's no way for us to really encounter, even if we, like, actively seek it out, it's not necessarily easy to find the other side of an argument. Yeah, although... Even if you, yeah, you're right actually, and but if you can, it's like you just read it and you're already like you're fuming. Like, oh yeah, you it. don't believe it. You automatically yeah, don't believe it. Or you're just like, it. and you're uh, like, this is a terrible news source. This is so like making me so mad while you're reading it, and then you like you're gonna take it in at all. So it's post actually, truth already exists. <laughs> it doesn't already <laughs> exist. That's crazy. <laughs> Maybe it's existed for decades, just independently of this whole. Maybe academic. it's like a fundamental. <laughs> It's you can't even maybe it's a yeah base like, human it's a instinct base is to just go with human instinct right yeah but like humans just experience things differently depending on what kind of person you are where you came from what kind of socioeconomic class yeah. you're from so many other things what language you speak oh my god coming from a language background mm. studies where just people that speak two different languages and how they experience the world is wildly different. Yeah, that's already that's like true. completely different. Mm. Holy crap! You just opened up a giant like so black really, hole. I guess that the academic field that I'm talking about has just tapped into this underlying idea. Yeah. Um, which I suppose is the reason that you do these things. Yeah. If you're looking at sociology or whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is to kind of understand and process actual ways of dealing with the world. So maybe that's even like an elite um, processing of human. Uh existence yeah i mean obviously academia is inherently somewhat elite well it is yeah it's very privileged yeah okay so do you have some nice way to round it off well i actually think that 
Yeah, you should read okay. that thing that Georgia posted. <laughs> My other housemate. <laughs> Give me <out>. some context. <laughs> I don't think she listens to this, but shout out. No. Um, <laughs> shout out. My other housemate posted a GIF, which is great. Um, and it was... Just, it was just a picture, wasn't it? Was it was just a picture of a dude nodding. Yeah. Um, you know... I'm going to start to critically analyse the society and the culture around me and no longer blindly assume that the traditions and customs I've grown up with are sane and rational, yeah. which I think is kind of a really lovely takeaway message. Yeah, I think so too. We like should it... just critically analyse everything that we do always. <laughs> <laughs> is that elitist of us? <laughs> is it? And also, oh, this is like, I don't want to start a new conversation while we're trying to wrap up. But, okay. Um, is it not like... Will we enjoy our lives if we do that? Oh. Should we not just be like, take every day as it is and not... I've never done that. I've <laughs> always critically analysed everything. We are wildly different people. <laughs> I feel very uncomfortable just accepting things. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, good. Yeah. I guess that's why, um, you know, it's important to have more people like you um, to... um. Not blindly accept that everything that we have been taught. That's true. Yes. But I think it's kind of nice also to have some emotions that you can just follow. (laughs) Possibly. (laughs) Probably, like, wildly easier. Yeah. (laughs) You got a good life ahead of you. (laughs) Oh, dear. This has been Robert and Start. Yeah. And we have awkwardly talked about post-truth, alternative facts... And other such things. Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. Did we even talk about No, Meryl not Street? specifically. Anyway, shout okay. out to Meryl Streep. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Yeah.